You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. I'm back at my residence, Great Ledge House, which is now restored to its former glory. Here's a grandeur score of 40. It will probably rise as I spend even more money on it. But more importantly for now, our adventures there. One of them is One Sunny Morning. And the other one, which we're doing right now, is the winds of Mount Stonejaw. What does one of the coldest, most inhospitable locations to be found in any corner of the North Broadlands have to do with your magnificent dwelling and its sudden interruption of a long overdue good night's sleep? Well, I guess we're going to find out. The icy gath. Claire, Gale, tears at your exposed flesh as it howls east, roaring defiantly as it sweeps back along the back of the treacherous witch, stirring up a cloud of snow that obscures the half the ways tracks of your departed companions. The pain surging through your body in steady waves is unbearable, and already you can sense the worsening effects of your prolonged exposure on the inhospitable shoulder of the towering, wind-swept peak. You are certain you are about to die. Despite your unspeakable agony and growing despair, your thoughts turn to your four nameless, to the four nameless companions with whom you shared this ill-fated adventure. Though you spent the better part of a month in their company, you cannot remember any of their faces. Stranger yet, you're beginning to wonder... 
they ever existed before at all. Gnawing the dull, throbbing ache that now consumes you, you turn and look towards descending tracks. But in the deepening blanket of white that covers the witch, there is no longer any sign of the prince. Four do exist. If they indeed something more than a frivolous hallucination induced by the deadly cold, they have left you here to perish. It's at that moment, dreadful realization, you first spot the face. Looming out of the building blizzard that threatens to envelop the witch and seal your fate is the white bearded face of an old man, a face both near and distant, familiar and unknown. Fearless and frightened, and as quickly as it disappeared, it is gone. You wake with a start, still unnerved by the scattered and rapidly fading fragments of the dream. You sit up in the dark and rest your he head on your hands as you take comfort in the familiar quiet of Great Ledge House. Vowing to never again mix paleo and whoop wine before retiring, you're about to make an attempt to return to sleep when the silence that surrounds you is shattered by the sound of something clattering along the passage outside. The next instant you spring from your bed and steal swiftly to the door. You slowly open the aged timber barrier and peer out of the gloom-laden corridor. Peering out, out of the chamber, you spot a fist-sized object lie on the floor about five yards from your door, in the middle of the passage. You move over to the item, surprised to discover it is a rounded stone. You pick up the rock and examine it. Your pulse quickens when your eyes fall upon a single word, etched onto the surface of the stone. Help! Struggling to overcome the lingering effects of your untimely awakening, you suddenly become aware of the frigid breath of air passing along the corridor. You turn your, to your white and stare along the shadowy hall. Twenty yards away, barely visible in the darkness, is the black vortex of an open portal. You move swiftly and cautiously along the passage and draw up to the portal. An icy draught passes out of the magical gate and somewhere... Far off, seemingly from the depths of the portal itself, you can hear what sounds like a howling gale. A shudder runs through you as your thoughts shift back to the dream from which you awoke. Retreat several yards from the portal, leery of standing too close to the gateway, gateway, lest something unexpected, perhaps undesirable, should emerge from it. Your wariness is almost immediately warded, without warning. A rock nearly the size of your fist soars out of the swirling centre of the portal and streaks towards you. So, I can dodge the rock, I can use shadow magic, fortification or telekinesis. I'll use telekinesis. Succeeded. 16x speed to telekinesis. You channel your power of telekinesis and focus it on the hurtling rock. A single, well-placed strike of telekinetic energy sends the rock off course, causing it to strike the wall to your white before dropping harmlessly onto the floor. You pick up and examine the rock throughout the portal, 
And once again, your pulse quickens where your eyes fall upon a single word etched onto its rough surface. Hurry. A sudden surge of icy wind howls out of the portal and rushes past you, filling the corridor with its deadly chill. A quick gaze glance in the direction of the portal reveals, much as dismay, that the magical gate is beginning to close. Realising that within a few moments, you will no longer be able to step into it, you hurriedly gather your equipment and rush to the end of the passage. To take in one last look, you boldly step into the shrinking portal. I hope I brought something warm. Yeah, something... Probably a lot of some things. Probably a lot of warm things. Wearing them all at once. So I bring so many of those, I'm practically theoretical. Your spear with a sword sticking out. Well, wait, actually, a mace. A mace. The instant you step into the portal, you're enveloped in impenetrable darkness. The frigid winds you felt in the corridor of Great Ledge House are even stronger now, howling wildly as they assail your exposed flesh with their icy, tormenting sting. Suddenly, the dark veil that surrounds you lifts, and you find yourself standing in knee-deep snow, in the midst of a burgeoning blizzard. Foot of a narrow track leading steeply upwards, along the back of an unbroken ridge, towards a stony peak. Dawn's pale light filters through the lofty ceiling of dense grey clouds. Majestic, towering mountains rise up on all sides, some of the summits well below the precarious perch on which your feet are now firmly planted. Gasping for breath in the thin air, you gaze at the distinctive crown of rock several dozen yards to the north it serves to mark the top of the mountain you realize much to your growing dismay the hook-shaped outcropping of stone at the peak of the treacherous treacherous snowy slope is the summit of mount stone jaw one of the highest peaks in the federal range there is no sign of the port which you passed to arrive here and for a moment you're overcome by a deep sense of despair. Realising at once despair will not serve you, you strain your eyes against the gusts of snow being hurled down by the building storm, seeking any sign of nearby shelter. The edge of an narrow track, little more than halfway to this peak, is but a wide, dark opening between two leaning slabs of rock. Recognising this shadowy fissure to be the mouth of a cave, immediately make the gap, eager to escape from the biting wind that's slowly freezing you to death. As you struggle up the steep icy slope, slope shielding your eyes from the sting of the icy wind held at you by the storm, now waging over Mount Snowdraw, you wonder who or what opened the portal that brought you here, and what 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 the precise meaning of the words etched onto the stones might be. Realising that even a moment in inattention could allow for disaster, you turn all your focus to the task at hand as you continue up the treacherous ridge towards the dark cave mouth. 
Pick a number. Bonus of 106. 76 from woodmanship, 20 from agility, 10 from body. I only need 75, so it's a sure thing. Because I'm just so good at the woods. 127 points. It takes takes you nearly half an hour to reach the mouth of the cave. By the time you step between the towering boulders that flank the opening, your hands and feet are almost completely numb. You spend several moments leaning back against one of the stones, thankful to be out of the deadly wind and struggling to catch your breath in the wake of the arduous climb. You stand before a broad, dark mouth of a cave, just below the summit of Mount Stonejaw. The frigid, snow-filled air is thin here, and every step, even every breath, seems to be a grand labour. After staring into the shadowy interior of the cave for quite some time, you ready your dependable light source and step into the air, thankful to, to be to at last be out of the storm. Inside the cave mouth, a broad, roughly circular passage slopes steadily gently downwards. You follow the corridor and soon arrive at the threshold of an immense chamber. Several yards ahead of you, against the west wall, clearly visible through the dense gloom, is a sight that makes your heart skip a beat. The strange series of seemingly related events that have led you to this remote, inhospitable, la- inhospitable location all move sharply into focus as your eyes fall upon the massive block of glowing blue ice standing against the west wall of the cave chamber. Encased in the frozen cube, his body contorted in what appears to be a state of interrupt action. It's the green road robed figure of an elderly, white-bearded man. You first believe the man to be dead. His eyes are closed, and there's nothing that will indicate he survived. Whatever treachery placed him inside such a deadly prison. But as you step towards the block, however, his eyes spring open, and you're shocked as you immediately recognise the face staring out at you through the ice. It's the face of Archmage Huron of Rosile, you rush up to the glowing block of ice, noting that Huron's wide eyes follow your every step. Sensing that the ice is magical in nature, you've begun, you've, you've begun to contemplate how you can best affect the blind art mage rescues when your thoughts are suddenly interrupted. A wide scratching sound, followed by a loud, echoing clatter, fills the chamber. You look to your right to find a sizable stone sliding along the rough floor in your direction. The stone comes to a west at your feet. You stare down at the fist-sized rock, and a single word etched into its pitted surface. Hurry. You realise at once that Huron is somehow sending you the etched messages, unless you're able to free him from the block of ice. The Archmage's days will undoubtedly come to an end here, in this lonely, desolate, frozen lair. Under the watchful eyes of the trapped Master of Magic, you launch a ferocious assault against the enchanted block of ice. I'm fighting the magical ice block. The block of ice discharges a powerful wave of Neville, 
negative neural energy. A powerful discharge of blue energy leaps from the surface of the ice block and strikes you. Your body and spirit help you avoid being stunned, but I still take six damage. Alright, uh, yep, blue energy, 11 damage. 23, yep, just bash, 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 bash. Yeah, this is one of those, one of those combats which you do in multiple rounds. So I'll just keep bashing it. Okay, that's it, that's enough damage. You've been stunned and will be unable to act during the next round of combat. So I'm just running. You have fled. Alright, 26 damage from, from the discharge of blue energy. You have fled from combat. You leap back from the block of ice, making certain you land beyond the range of its deadly energy surges. As you struggle to catch your breath and take a moment to wipe away the sweat from your brow to contemplate how you proceed with your attack. Huron's eyes widen, and for a fleeting instant, you're able to sense his glowing, growing desperation. A strange, warming sensation subtly curses through you, healing your wounds and rejuvenating your spirit. 59 Stanamo restored. You immediately sense that Huron is somehow healing you, despite his current frozen state. Well, he is an archmage. <laughs> you're standing in a frigid cave. Somewhere high on one of the ridges that approaches the summit, Mount Stonejaw. A towering peak that rises out of the central Fridurin range, directly in front of you, against the cave wall, stands a towering block of solid, glowing ice. Trapped in the centre of the block, motionless, save with wide, expressive eyes, is the man, man you know well, the Wasilian Archmage, Huon. The Archmage's eyes. Through sightless, follow your every move. The block of ice is somewhat chipped. So that that gives you a sign on how far you are along in smashing this block. Realising unless you're able to quickly free him from this icy prison, Huon will likely die. Spurred on by this sobering thought, you throw yourself at the block of ice in a fierce and frenzied assault. Okay, I'm going to bash it. Keep, keep, keep with the bashing. Keep on bashing. Bashy, 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 bashy. Bash, 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 bash. Trying to hit me with a powerful wave of negative neural energy. Okay. Ooh. A powerful discharge of blue energy leaps from the surface of the ice, ice blocks and straps. Tokes you. You've been, you've been stunned. You're unable to act during the next round of combat. So I'm going to run away. Okay, eighty-seven cinema points restored. Thank you, Huron. Somewhat chipped. Begin combat once more. Ah, so this one. So in this one, the bar refills, but the damage sticks. It's going to take a few rounds to take him now. Right, I flee now. You fled. Okay, Huron's eyes widen for a fleeting instance. You, you sense, you able to sense his glowing desperation. 73 standard points restored. She's battered. Okay, I've made progress. 
Keep on. Bash, bash, bash. Flee. Oh, well, I didn't do enough damage to heal it that time. Okay. Okay, yeah, I think he heals you if you're below half health or something. Let's see. Flee now. Got that down to 85. And you get healed. It's battered. He's going to keep bashing it. Bash, 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 bash. Bash, 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 flee. It's going 96 stamina points restored, which is battered. Begin. Now this, this used to be one of the combats where if you used magic at any point, or I think at any point, you could dramatically lower Lower your XP reward for slaying it. But not anymore. So, heavily damaged. Okay, it's probably more than halfway bust now. Okay, I'm going to flee again. Fled from the combat. 66 stamina points restored. It's heavily damaged ice block. Yes, it's probably... It's probably not a block at all anymore. It's probably now more like a pyramid. <laughs> or some sort of dodecahedron. Alright, I'm going to flee from now. I've got it down to 79% of its current total. 54 healed. Still heavily damaged. It's probably only got, what, a thousand or so? Left now. Okay, bash, 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 bash. Alright, that's enough. Enough for now. Fleeing. Get healed some more. Heavily damaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting you know getting bigger and bigger chunks out of its health with every heal once more. Flee, heal. Almost destroyed. Probably a couple more rounds at it. We'll finish it off. Ooh, I went into a battle wage. Let, let the Archmage go, you stupid block. Is what I'm thinking as I went into a battle wage. Which I've got out by now, of course. Okay, flee. You have fled. You leap back from the block of ice. Making certain you land beyond the range of its deadly energy surges. You struggle to catch your breath. You take a moment to wipe the sweat from your brow. You contemplate how you will proceed with your attack. Huon's eyes widen. For a fleeting instant, you're able to sense his glowing desperation. And he heals me for 62 cinema points. Yes, ooh. Yes, it's going down noticeably with every attack now. It's probably only... Uh, Probably only a few shards left now. And, oh, it's nearly down, nearly down, nearly down. And slain. Yes. Okay. 60. 64 standard points here. That's a post-battle bonus. 124. 1,024 experience to general. 
and 128 XP to all skills and powers. With a tremendous groan, a massive crack runs along the surface of the battered ice block. A sharp, splintering sound fills the cave as the enchanted, translucent prison that has steadfastly held the Rizillian Archmage crumbles to the floor, freeing its frozen captive. I hope you didn't get shooken up by all that bashing I did. Huron topples to the ground and gasps for breath as he attempts to prop himself, prop himself up on his elbows. The elderly, white-bearded mage manages a smile as he raises himself to a sitting position. Now that, he says, pausing unnaturally after his first two words, was quite the predicament. Before you can even utter a single word to Huron, a sound from across the chamber startles you. Instinctively spin around and are taken aback by the sight of an energy-winged portal, now hovering only inches off the cave floor against the far wall. Dark-haired man, his face twisted into an exaggerated scowl, stands next to the swirling gate. Without warning, he thrusts his left hand out at you, and a bolt of sharpened ice propelled by a fierce winterly gale shrieks across the chamber. The deadly ice missile is hurtling straight for you and Huron. So there's a few options here I can dodge. That really doesn't help Huron, so I'm not doing that. I could use elementalism, and since they're at 70 or higher, I could use fortification or shadow magic. Hmm. The thing is, element meets element, so I shall use Elementalism. It succeeded. 16 XP to Elementalism. You channel your power of Elementalism and focus it on the hurtling bolt of ice. Almost instantly, the deadly, frozen missile is reduced to a cloud of steam that rapidly dissipates through the cave. The quick, quick, quick actions likely save both your lives. The dark-haired haired mane steps back towards the portal behind him. The flashy, contemptuous glare at Huron quickly retreats into the swirling, churning vortex. Your first insect is to follow him through the portal. As Huron regains his footing behind you, the archmage issues you a stern warning. Do not pursue him, Zoop. So... So what that means is there's a lot of very hard combats if I go through the portal. The thing is, I'm really, really strong. I've got a melee rating of 205, which is higher than nearly everybody had when this quest was first released many years ago. Step. I'm going to step into the portal and pursue the departing mage. Ignoring Huron's warning, you leap from the portal in pursuit of the fleeing mage. Only a split second later, you emerge from the magical gate to find yourself standing in a dimly illuminated stone chamber. A womb with no apparent exit. The portal behind you silently closes, standing in the centre of the womb. It's an unsettling gaze fixed on you as the mage you follow through the vortex. The dark-haired man throws his arms wide, 
A howling blizzard forms out of thin air. The storm of snow and ice rapidly subsides, but in its wake you fall upon, your eyes fall upon the product of the unnatural tempest. Six sword-wielding warriors, carved out of solid ice, stand between you and the sinister figure who summoned them. Moving with remarkable fluidity and unnerving speed, the ice warriors close in around you. You hurriedly assume a defensive stance, positioning yourself that you may face your assailants one at a time. I don't even know how I'm doing that. But still, I guess I'm good at that. Without a sound, the heavy being of ice steps forward and attacks, slashing out at you with his deadly, glistening blade of ice. Now the thing about you, Ice Warrior, is I've all I've already dealt with ice beings in the cave of the ice troll. So I am not particularly afraid of fighting beings made out of pure ice. Yes, so I'm going to take you down. Take that ice wire. The frozen wire slashes you with his icy blade. Keep slashing and is slain for 72 XP. Your final blow shatters the ice wire, sending the frozen menace crumbling to a heap of jagged shards at your feet. That's a sound. The heavy being of ice steps forward and attacks, slashing out of you with its deadly, glistening blade of ice. It's the second one. Oh, I go into battle rage. Ah! You're making my fingers cold! <laughs> Slashes you with its icy blade. Ooh, your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating and very cold blow. And is slain. 72 experience. With your, fi your final blow shatters the ice wire, sending the frozen menace crumbling into a heap of jagged shards at your feet. Without a sound, the heavy being of ice steps forward and attacks, slashing out at you with this deadly, glistening blade of ice. It's the third one. Just going to bash that. Oh, devastating blow just now. No problem. Ah, you get there's a you find a little gap to heal between each combat. That was seventy three experience. Here's number four. So it looks like they're getting tougher. Which admittedly is what happens about half the time when you fight a huge... When you fight several enemies in a row. 73 experience for that. Number 5. Slashes at you with its icy blade. But I bash at it with my bashy mace. Which is made of bashness. 73 experience and now on to the last one. Without a sound, the heavy being of ice steps forward and attacks, slashing out at you with a deadly, glistening blade of ice. Well, it might be deadly for someone else, but I'm a master. Oh, I go into battle rage. Oh, just get out of my way. I mean, what good do you think you do? The other five didn't do anything. You're so arrogant and mindless. You've slain your foe. 
73 XP. Your final blow shatters the Ice Warrior, sending the frozen menace crumbling to a heap of jagged shards at your feet. 1024 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. And that's why you do this challenge. <laughs> you step past the shattered remains of the fallen ice warriors, prepared, prepared to confront the sinister mage. You set them upon you. You've taken less than three steps from your silent, unknown foe when he suddenly begins to fade from view. Ooh. As the maze continues to fade from view in the centre of the chamber, you conclude there may be one last chance to attempt his escape. So I can just let him go. I can watch at him. But I don't think that that would work. I think he'd have faded before I get there. Perfect. The other options are telekinesis and archery. I'll use archery because... That is a slightly better chance of success. You successfully used your archery skill. 64 experience to general, 8 experience to archery. With remarkable speed, you draw your bow and notch an arrow, taking aim at your vanishing enemy's white shoulder. Your feathered shaft wink, whistles through the frigid air and squarely hits its mark. Visiting a painful shriek as it stinks deep into his flesh. A sinister mage recoils in agony and his face twists into a hideous scowl. His haunting, malice-laden stare is the last thing you behold before his fading form shimmers brightly and disappears. Now alone in the icy chamber, you turn in every direction, hoping to find a way out. You've only just completed your second sweep of the bow room, when the sudden crackle of energy fills the air. You turn around and find yourself standing directly in front of a glowing blue portal. Though you have no way of knowing for certain to what place the magical gate will convey you, the thought of being trapped in this exodus chamber is more than you can bear. Not really, considering considering my considering my habit of just jumping into every portal I see, pretty much. Even if the portal, even the portal is as a big knee, a big fit, big metaphorical neon sign set over it, flashing, evil place, portal to evil place. You will get hurt a lot. I just go through anyway. Honestly, I think any villain could just take advantage of that and just portal me over an active volcano. Or portal me into a womb. Into a womb deep underground with limited air. Or portal me into the depths of the Trithic Jail. Or portal me... Into the belly of a dragon. Yes. Although admittedly I could probably escape from that. And the dragon would have a bad time. 
with that dreadful notion foremost among your thoughts. You hurriedly step into the portal and almost instantly find yourself back in the cave, face to face with Euron. The master spellcaster frowns and shakes his head. I'm happy to have you back, safe and sound, he says, his tone laden with disapproval. The man... The man you pursued was an enemy easily beyond you, Zoop, and as you have already seen, beyond me as well, you are lucky to be alive. You act you on who the mage is, but your response is he only shrugs. Sadly, I know little enough about him, but of course his power it is formidable. He has a habit of purloining enchanted objects, and, and it was... The pursuit of a few of my own wayward baubles, now in his possession, led me here, much to my own misfortune. In eyesight, I should probably just let him make off with them. I wonder if one of them was the Iron Skull. No, no, he he looks more like an elementalist than a necromancer. But really, only necromancers care about the Iron Skull. Huron sets forward and meets you in a shoulder cross. He thanks you and tells you he would certainly have perished in his icy cave were it not for your timely arrival. You ask Huron about the etched stones that lured you into the portal, and ultimately to his frigid lair, he smirked. Yes, a strange but undeniably effective tactic, he says. Believe me, my friend, I've stowed that trick away and I vow to perfect its execution. Shooters are nearly boundless, so I fathomed. You quickly turn and start towards the mouth of the cave, but Joran quickly tells you he will attempt to reopen the portal wide here. I don't think either of us should again brave that deadly chill, he says. It may take me a moment to collect my nerves, though. That block of ice would colder than anything I hope you ever have the displeasure of experiencing. You inform Huron that you are versed in the magical discipline of gazing and suggest that by combining your power with his, the reopening of the gate might be affected with greater ease. Yes, yes, of course. Might as that, he says. A timely divulgence, my friend. Let us have a stab at it. All right. 128 experience to general, 256 experience to gating. You call upon your power of gating to assist Huron. Together, the two of you manage to reopen the gate that brought you here. With a triumphant crackle that etches off the ice-laden walls of the cave, the glow- a glowing blue portal slowly takes form. Huron smiles and tells you to step into it. He quickly follows directive, and with moments you're once again standing within the walls of Great Ledge House. The end of a dark and silent corridor just outside your private chamber. Huon steps out of the portal at your heels and vocalises his appreciation for the warmer air of the long sigh. Huon shivers and wipes away the remaining snow and ice that clings to his robes as he gazes along the lengths of the shadowy corridor. The portal of blue energy at his back flares briefly, darkly silhouetting his lean but imposing form. The white-bearded sorcerer sighs and then smiles. 
There were moments in that cave when I feared I'd at last reached the end of my days, he says. Of course, that's what I remembered you, my good friend. Though I'm luckier than I could ever have given myself credit for. To find you at home instead of embark on some harrowing adventure. First tried to reach you in your, in your sleep. When that proved less effective than I imagined it would, I, t- I turned to the rocks in my mastery of telekinesis. It's no simple feat, mind. It came easier with each stone. Yacht Mage thanks you again. When and where shall shall adventures next collide? He asks, tapping the end of his staff on the stone tarred floor. I only pray that it's not some place place as inhospitable as that mountain. I owe you a rescue, Soup. I sincerely hope I never find myself called upon for such an adventure, as I do not wish peril upon you. You're about to ask Euron if you'll stay the night, but before the words have left your lips, he turns and announces you must depart at once. He tells you in the light of his recent events, he's most eager to return home and seize the security of his most prized possessions, especially that skull. Keep that hidden, keep it locked up. Look after yourself, my friend. He calls out as he steps into the portal and vanishes. The portal begins to close, and you're about to turn away when a sizable object hurtles out of the magical gate and clatters along the floor, coming to rest at your feet. You stare down, down at the gloom at a broad, flat rock. Three words have been etched onto the stone's rough surface. And thank you. Smirking, you pick up the weighty slab of rock and make your way to your private chamber, where the comfort of your bread, bed... <laughs> And dreams played with the frigid, towering winds of Mount Stonejaw await you. 1,024 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. That's pretty nice. Now, hmm, you know what? I think we have enough. I think we have time to do the other adventure. One sunny morning. Three horsemen arrive at the gates of Great Ledge House early one Sunday sunny morning and embark on this adventure. The sun sun has only just appeared over the backs of the distant eastern hills when you're alerted to by your coachman to to the approach of three riders running along the road past the gates of Great Ledge House. Seems like they've got business here, he says, as the trio of horsemen turn their steeds into the lane leading up to the gates. Well, I'll leave all your capable hands, my lord. As the coachman turns away to attend to his duties, you stride up to the gates, eager to see what it is the three riders are seeking. The three horsemen reach the gates before you and promptly dismount. Though you cannot make out their faces at this distance, you note that each of the men is dressed in chain armour and wears a longsword. Suddenly, one of the men steps up to the gates and acknowledges your approach with a broad wave. He then calls out to you in a voice that immediately conjures up unpleasant images of your last encounter with this very character. The broad-shouldered, chain-clad man calling out from you just outside the gates of your house is none other than Womakawa.
Greetings, dear friend, shouts Wamakari as you draw up to the gates. I've heard you've taken up residence in these parts. I just wanted to stop by and see the parcel for myself. I do hope we're not intruding. You note that each of each of the boastful events was studied leather gauntlets and emblazoned with a fancifully scripted R. The two men with Mok Mokara, both of them considerably younger than their apparent leader, step up to the gates on either side of him. Might we come in? I should say it's not worthy of your reputation to leave either standing out here, says Mok Mokara. I've got I've a wish I wish to impart you. Okay. Gift I wish to impart you. It succeeded. It's four XP to divination. You sense nothing that would suggest either Wok Mokawa or the two men his company mean you any direct or immediate harm. You also sense, however, there's more to this visit than his stated intent. Okay, I can tell him he's not welcome. Well, he isn't. But he did say something about a gift, so I'm going to open the gates and allow them in. The, the, the gates are opened and Wok Makar and his two cohorts step onto the grounds of Great Ledge House. Almost immediately, the haughty Moria moves towards you and initiates a shoulder cross. Okay, I'm going to meet you in your shoulder cross, Wok Makara. Because I won't have anyone say, and I am not a gracious host. Yes, yes, there should be no ill will between us, he says, as the friendly gesture is completed. This really is a grand sort of place, Soup. You've done quite well for yourself. Yes, quite well. Wakamakara tells you that he and the two men with him, who he introduces as, as Yul and Tenelorm, must soon be on their way. As they've both been hired to to wid a nearby region of a dangerous and bothersome creature. What sort of creature? He says, echoing the question you bluntly put to him. Oh, well, you know. That sort of detail hardly matters. It's the payoff at the end of it all that concerns me. You're still of the adventuring ilk, aren't you? Yes, yes. Hardly was something one could just set on the mantle, is it? You spend several long minutes in Bart developed in surprisingly pleasant conversation with Mokbakara as he boastfully awaits to you the obviously exaggerated details of some of his more recent exploits. In turn, he told him about his own recent adventures, while prudently managing not to reveal any of the more important bits. At length, he tells you that he and his men must be on their way. As I, as I promised... Here is something for you, he says, handing you a small cloth pouch. Goodness knows, I have enough of those things scattered around. Sure, I could use some. Does not mean, mean, mean that in a disparaging way. Discover the pouch contains eight adventurer tokens, so obviously I'm going to accept it. I mean, there's pride, and then there's adventure tokens. And adventurer tokens are better than pride. So I shall accept the gift. You accept Mokkabkara's gift and thank him. Here we are. Eight more adventure tokens. Bring us up to 42. Oh, hardly a bother, he says. 
I do hope this small gesture, no half a pleasant finish this morning, shall begin to mend any whiffs that my previous behaviours might have opened. You might not realise this, Soup. Not quite the same person I was last time we crossed paths. Rocker tells you that since he's last met, he, he's adopted a new outlook on life. One he suggests is almost a direct to get odds with his former demeanour. I was crude as a club, he says, nodding. Yes, it's rather shameful how it was that I once chose to carry myself around this cursed world. However, I'll have you know that several months, months, months ago I began to mend my wretch's ways. You see, Zoop, from something that, well, for now I'll leave it at that. Suddenly, a fierce, almost wild look comes into the warrior's eyes. His entire body trembles ever so slightly. Seems to take no notices. Indeed, continues to wamble on about his changed ways. You know, though, I must admit to remain just a healthy measure of pride, he says, grinning. I'm sure I might consider obliging you if you were to challenge me to a spa. I've heard quite a few impressive things about you of late, Soup. Of course, this is your place. And I'm not opposed to such a request from you. Still, I'm curious to know just how it is I might mark myself next to the Lord of Great Ledge House. Why? I get to beat him up again? Of course, I shall challenge him to that spa. Splendid! Roars Wakamakara, his face suddenly adopt, his face adopting a sudden but short-lived look of rage. Just a friendly bout, then. Perhaps this very spot will do. Wakamakawa draws his sword and carefully examines his glittering blade as he turns the flat edge towards you. A sudden, almost wild look comes into the warrior's eyes and his entire body trembles ever so slightly. All right then, he says, turning and men mentioning for his two cohorts that stand further back. Two of you might need, wish to pay particular heed. You're not like to see something like this again. Exhale sharply and assume a combat-ready stance as you prepare to engage the, for the lethal, formidable warrior in a non-lethal bout. Wakamara smiles and, and steps forward, extending his muscular right arm and levering his glittering blade at you. If you're ready then, my lord, he says. Again, a fierce, almost wild look comes into the warrior's eyes. His entire body trembles ever so slightly. Eager to begin the match and prove your combat prowess to Wakamakawa once again, particularly in front of his two cohorts, you single for the fight to begin. Wakamakawa grins and rushes at you. Ooh, he's got he's a grey colour, so I've got to hit hit eight or more to to. Gonna want eight or more to hit on this twenty-sided dice. Mopakara snarls as he strikes at you with a flat, glittering blade. Ooh, I just went into battle rage. I remember what you said to me after after I cleared out that problem in Dernstig. I'm still sour about that. Okay, just keep going at him. Keep going at him. He's mostly up. He smashes through my defences with a devastating blow for 17 damage. Mizumi tratting me right on the forehead with the flat of the blade, perhaps. Yes. 
There you are. He's, he's nearly down. He's nearly, nearly down. And he falls over with a great big thud. 139 experience to combat and 512 experience to general. The last in the series of well-placed glows sends your dangerous opponent toppling to the ground. He swiftly regains his feet. Wait, but before you can continue your assault, he can concedes the contest. Contest and congratulates you on an amazing level of skill. You are worthy of respect, he says, breathing heavily. No doubt about that, I should say. Perhaps we will do this again, quite soon. Yet again, a fierce, almost wild look comes into the warrior's eyes, and his entire body trembles ever so slightly. He quickly recovers from the episode and seems to have taken no notice of it. Okay, what? What has he done to himself? It doesn't look like a nice thing. I mean, I don't like I care about him, but maybe I'll hurt someone else. Exchange a few bouts with your opponent following the conclusion of the bout. Within only a few minutes, Wakamakara and his two co cohorts are preparing to remount their steeds outside the gates of Great Ledge House. The broad-shouldered warrior swings himself into the saddle and nods at you before turning and riding off along the road leading away from your residence. His men following swiftly in his wake. As the three riders disappear about a bend in the road, the lost for a sight, you wonder whether or not you've seen the last of Rock Mokkara. That finishes this adventure, called One Sunday Morning, for 128 experience to general. And that didn't unlock any new adventures. So if he's coming back, I have to do some other things first. So time to save. What shall I do next time? Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. I think that... Hmm. You know what? How about... I actually move on to Proving Ground 6. Because now I, I have three powers at level 70. Three powers at level 70. I have some skills. Got some skills near 80. Yeah, so I think I think I could handle Proving Grounds 6 now, or at least the first few chapters. Oh, scenarios. Yeah, okay, yep, yep. That I think that's what I will do next. There's a lot of scenarios, so I don't have to do it all at once. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Okay, and stop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.